Here's what you'll be doing after you listen to this article. It's a regular day, you're combing your hair and notice that more than a few strands of hair fall out. But instead of worrying about balding, you rejoice. That's because once you listen to our article, you'll know exactly how valuable each strand of hair is. So let's dive deep into the glitzy and glamorous and at the same time dark and dingy world of hair trade. Welcome back to Revolution Read On, a daily podcast where we break down one story from the world of business and finance. Click on the subscribe button to never miss an update from us. Here's your story for today. Surprisingly, the hair on your head has multiple uses like making calligraphy brushes, soaking up oil spills and even making bread-based products. But its biggest use case is obviously wigs. The demand for wigs around the world is so large that in 2021, the business was worth $6.3 billion. And this is set to grow to $10 billion by 2023. Have you ever wondered where these wigs come from, how they are made? Well, most of the wigs around the world, whether they are on Shakira's head or on the Kardashians' scalp, come from India. Well, at least the hair is from India. India is the number one exporter of human hair in the world. And that's all thanks to number one, our population and number two, our devotion. Huh? Yes, the majority of the hair that we export comes from temples. Especially the Venkateshwara temple, famously known as Tirupati Balaji, situated in Andhra Pradesh. The temple shaves above 12 million heads a year, which generates on an average a revenue of $17 million for the religious institution. But this differs from year to year. In 2013, it earned $27 million by shaving heads. It even has a special warehouse where sheared locks are sorted and sold every few months in an online auction. The price for hair from Tirupati can be as high as 33,000 rupees. That's $399.35. The reason this hair is so high priced is because it is Remy hair. Huh? Remy hair simply means hair that is collected in a way all hair strands stay aligned in the natural direction as it has been grown. Remy hair maintains the natural texture pattern of the hair. There's a non-Remy category as well, where hair is collected from floors of houses and beauty parlors and later tied together. This source of collection does not maintain natural texture patterns and hence is considered of a poor quality. The best and the most high quality wigs can only be made from Remy hair, which is why it is so expensive. Non-Remy hair usually sells for 8 to 12,000 rupees per kg, depending on the quality of the hair. Now, because India can sell a lot of Remy hair as compared to other countries, we are exporting $750 million worth of human hair. But this number could easily be as high as $2 billion. So, What's stopping us? Believe it or not, once again, the villain in our story is China. China is impacting our hair industry in more than one way. First, there's smuggling. Chinese traders enter our markets and source hair directly through hawkers that collect hair from homes and beauty parlors. These hawkers are willing to give them this hair because they can often pay higher. 
These traders are smuggling hair so they don't have to pay an import duty. Some of the money they save this way goes to the hawkers. Indian exporters also smuggle hair to China to escape the 28% import fees that China imposes. Plus, smuggling some hair also allows them to show lower earnings on their books, helping them save income tax. Thanks to this smuggling business, India loses 2,500 crore rupees in revenue and countless jobs. Worst of all, we lose precious dollars. The smuggling spree has reportedly caused India a loss of 17% of its total exports. And this smuggling is also stopping our rig industry from booming. Right now, India mainly sells raw hair. We do make some wigs, but because so much hair is being smuggled out, we don't have enough raw material to gain expertise or make wigs out of. So, some measures need to be taken to prevent smuggling so that our hair industry can grow. The government has already taken a step in this direction by making it mandatory for hair exporters to obtain a license for their trade. But stricter measures need to come in. The government should also promote this industry through PLI schemes, which would lead to more people setting up factories and hair processing centers, something that is direly needed to give a boost to our wig manufacturing sector. However, now there's a new threat looming for this industry, lab-grown hair. Scientists have figured out how to create and 3D print human hair in labs. If this tech takes off and becomes cheap, it could end the human hair industry. But until that day comes, we need to position ourselves as the leading manufacturer of processed hair because even this lab-grown hair will need to be woven into wigs. This is the one sector where we have a distinct advantage over China. Still, we are losing out to it. The country just seems to be the root of all issues for our hair industry, a pun intended. So we need to make new policies and promote this niche, which is often ignored. Maybe such businesses are the key to helping India become a net exporter. In a line, India has a distinct advantage over the world when it comes to hair trade, but we are still losing out to China thanks to illegal trade. Quick question, do you think it is ethical to sell hair that devotees donate in the temples? And for now, it's a wrap on your story for today. Thank you for listening to this episode. We'll be back with more on Monday.